Well, we're going to start a brand new series this morning called Guidance. And let me just tell you, and you need it, and I need it. Uh, let me mention that on Wednesday nights, we have church on Wednesday night, uh, and you need to be here for that. We call it Midweek at Meadowbrook. There's ministry for the whole family. We've got a next-gen ministry that is just um, just doing tremendous things for all of our ages. There's ministry to the whole family. We have full worship and everything in here on Wednesday nights. Uh, the last few years, we've done all of our teaching on Wednesday night under a, an umbrella, so to speak, of r- what we called real life. And that's been very fruitful, and, and um, so much has happened as a result of that. But I really felt a prompting of the Lord starting into this new year. We we're going to get a new umbrella, and uh, we're going to call it Believe. And so we need to, as believers, believers know what we believe. What you believe governs your life. And I'm really concerned there are a lot of people that call themselves a believer, but they don't really know what they believe. And your faith can't go past your question marks. And so you, you need to kind of get some things kind of settled. Doctrine is very important. We're commanded in Scripture to hold fast to sound doctrine. And so doctrine is what we believe. And we've, we've got to know what we believe. The first two letters of doctrine is what? Do. And what you believe you're, you're going to do. And we're going to go through and look at doctrine and systematic theology of what the Bible says so that we know what we believe. That's where you're going to find confidence. That's where you're going to find uh, joy in, in your life. And you're not going to be rattled by so many things in the world because um, there's joy and peace in believing. And uh, it's going to be tremendous. So you say, well, I normally don't come Wednesday nights. Well, stop being normal and, and come be with us on, on Wednesday nights and you'll be, you'll be glad that you did. Amen. All right. Well, uh, let's dive right in. Guidance. What will this year, what will 2014, what will it hold? I don't know. And you don't know. I have hopes. You have hopes? I have some dreams. I have some real concerns. But I don't know. But God knows. And it's not trite and cliche here. God knows. Because he's God. Nothing will take God by surprise. And so since we don't know, and he does know, then I'm going to recommend to all of us that we let God guide us in this year. And he's, he's able to do it. I want us all to live our life, to make requests and ask questions and ask for help and, and live and walk just as if We are living and walking with the almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere present at once, most high, only wise God who's able to declare the end from the beginning, that God, who is the eternal creator and redeemer, that God, that we connect with him in such a way that we let him guide us in this year. And I believe this because of his vantage point, and we'll talk about that in a moment, because of his vantage point and ours, we're going to be better off. We're going to arrive where we need to arrive, when we need to arrive. And I'm not just talking about, you know, the library or work. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about in life and situations. We're going to be much better off if we let the Lord our God be our guide in this year and for the rest of our lives. Can I get a good amen out of that this morning? Now, he's going to lead us with the spirit of truth, one of the ways that he'll do that. Now, right now, you need to understand the, the Trinity, three and one, one and Three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Father seated on the throne, Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father. He's our, our faithful high priest. He knows what it's like to be you. Yes. We talked about that during Christmas, one of the reasons why he came. 
He is our intercessor. He pleads on our behalf before the Father. Um, and he'll be coming back again. So we're either going to die or we're going to fly. Fly would be cool. But there's no fear in dying. Okay? And whenever that is. But he sent the Holy Spirit to come be with us. So the person of the Godhead that's in the world today is the Holy Spirit. And as believers, he's with us, but he's not only with us, he's in us. And then also he will come upon us uh, to help us in times of need, in times of service, in times of whatever, that we would need that extra help. He will come upon us as well. So this Holy Spirit, he is our comforter, our helper, our friend. He's God. And he will guide us. And he is also the spirit of truth. Y'all with me this morning? He's the spirit of truth. Let's read here in John chapter 16, verse 13. It says, however, when he, and Jesus is saying this prior to the coming of the spirit, prior to when Jesus departed. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will, he will guide who? You. He will guide you into all truth, which implies to us if he will guide us into all truth, he will also guide us out of all error. The Bible goes on to tell us in Romans chapter uh, 8, verse 14, for as many as are what? Led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Let me phrase it for you a little different. It's not just sons, it's children. We're the children of God. Do we have any children of God here today? You know, sometimes people say, well, I'm a child of God because he, he made me. Well, it's not so much about creation. It's about new creation, okay? And the children of God, John 1, 12 tells us, to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to be called the children of God, to as many as believed on his name. And so if you have believed and received Jesus into your life, you're a child of God. If you've not done that, we're going to give you opportunity to do that before we leave here today. But the children of God, go ahead and say, that's me. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And again, I used this phrase earlier for something else. It's available, but it's not automatic. I mean, he's leading, but you might not be following. I'll say it again. He's leading, but you might not be following. Okay. Now, this word is important here. It says that the children of God, as it reads here, for as many as are led. Everybody say that word, led. This word led means to bring to lay hold of and bring to a company. Let me illustrate it this way. Uh, first of all, how many of you know that we're pro-law enforcement? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're pro-law enforcement. How many of you like our, our quality of life and peace to pre- be preserved and lawlessness to be held back? And if you're afraid of the law, the Bible says probably because you're doing something wrong. Or your mom and dad were doing something wrong and they told you all the time that the law is bad, okay? But the reality is that's, that's an agent of authority of God you can read about in Scripture. Uh, do they get it all right all the time? No, probably not because it's real people, you know, doing that. But all that aside, we believe in law enforcement, believe that all authority is from God. And let's say that you broke the law and you get arrested and you've done some bad things and you get arrested. The arresting officer is not going to say, All right, now, you know where the jail's at? I'll meet you down there. He won't do that. And he won't go, I'm going to lead you down there. Follow me in your car. We'll make a little parade. That's not going to happen. He will, in in the terms of this word, there's some force involved. He will lead you. He will take hold 
of you and take you there and bring you and accompany you there. Now, take the threat and the trouble out of it. The Holy Spirit will lead you. He will lead you. He will get you to a place. He won't just point you there. He won't say, just follow me. If you will cooperate with him, he will, he will take you and bring you Amen. to a place. And you're going to arrive in better places than you would if you just went on your own. Are you with me? All right. We tend to wander. We tend to waste time. We tend to go the longest, hardest route sometimes. We miss our exit or turn sometimes. Y'all ever do that? And your dashboard says 13 miles to empty. And you, uh, and you miss the exit. And then there's a sign, next, next exit, 104 miles. You know, you, you know your son. It, nothing bothers me more than missing a turn or having to go back, you know. We do that in life. We get distracted. We get lost. But God knows the way. He knows the best way, the fastest way, the safest way. He knows all of those things. He's been there. He sees. He knows. And you can trust him. And I'm going to say this, even though we don't know what the year holds, this would certainly be a year to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I pray you do it the rest of your life. He must be your guide and not just your consultant. He's not just a travel agent. He's not just going to give you some pointers for the trip or some advice. He wants to accompany you on this. He wants to be your guide. And this is where, and we'll expand this in the weeks to come, and zero in on this here. This is where I believe the, the deep, real riches of fellowship and walking with God are found. In us being guided by God. God gave every one of us choice. You and I have the freedom of choice. Every person was created as a free moral agent. And so we have choice. And something incredible happens when our Christianity goes beyond, I got to read the Bible, I got to go to church, I got to pray, I got to give, I got to serve, I got to be nice to people. If we're doing all those things, and you should do those things, but don't let that define what this is. Really what this is, is about us who, has, who have a free will to submit ourselves to God and let him guide us through life. That's where your greatest joy, your greatest fulfillment, the greatest adventures, the greatest confidence are going to be found is when we submit our life and our path and our will to say, God, I need you to guide me. I need you to help me with that. We're going to talk more about that, but I want you to, I want you to be thinking on that because that, that's where the goods really are. Now, mark it down. There will be some trials this year. There will be some storms this year. There will be some, and by storms, I mean figurative. I'm, I'm not predicting a rough hurricane season. I'm praying against it. Um, there'll be some troubles. But there'll also be some great victories. And lots of them. And I want to tell you that if you're a believer, and you believe in the Lord God as we've described him here this morning, you should not be a negative naysayer, dragging your tail, woe is me, the whole world's going down the toilet. Are y'all with me? 
We're believers. We overcome. Yeah, it gets darker in the world, but God never leaves us, never forsakes us. And with his guidance and with his help, you'll make it through. Now, it does not mean no problems because as he's guiding us and helping us, sometimes he may say, hold up, duck, 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 turn around, back up a little. All right, now it's time to go. But he will get you through. I said he will get you through. And I need him. You need him. We need guidance. And, and he's wanting to guide us. He wants to help you with your children and with your marriage and with your finances and purchases and temptation and all kinds of things in life. He wants to, you should not be doing these things without his guidance. If you're thinking about going to to college or something, do not go just because your friend went or where they went. God guide me in this. You know, and, and I... And there's no condemnation here, but if you're, you know, you're so far in debt, I doubt God guided you into that. And so you may want to seek him before you go buying stuff. Amen. Just a thought. Or getting married. You know, my first 11 marriages didn't work. I don't know what the problem is with women. It's you, Homer. It's you. It's you. You know, ask God, get guidance on these things. You know, sometimes we end up in messes. God's not going to lead you into a mess. We get there because we got some wrong guidance. And we're going to look at that throughout, throughout this series. Listen, we need guidance and God will guide us. Proverbs uh, 14 verse 12 says this. There is a way, I want you to read this with me. There is a way that seems right. Let me just throw this at you. If it's not quite, it's not right. There's a way that seems right to a man, but it, its end is the way of death. Can I give you the Hebrew word for that? Uh-oh. That's not actually. We need help. God wants to help us. And understand this. God is a God who guides God is the God who guides us. One of the favorite ways he chooses to present himself is as a shepherd. We did a whole series called Good Shepherd last year. And a shepherd, by function, by definition, feeds, guides, and shields. The children of Israel in the, in the wilderness, he led them, he guided them. A pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. He's the God who guides Scripture shows us here, and let's read several of these. Proverbs 3. Y'all with me out there? Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Seems right. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall, help me, direct your paths. Psalm 32, verse 8. The Lord is speaking. He says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will, help me. I will guide you with my eye. That word eye in the Hebrew has to do with all the mental and spiritual faculties of God. It means that everything that God has mentally and spiritually, he will guide you with those. Listen, we're without excuse. God is able to guide us. Uh, Psalm 48, verse 14. For this is God, our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to death. 
Psalm 73, verse 24. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. He's the God who guides. He's the God who knows the timing. How many of you know that sometimes that's the problem? We just don't know the timing. He's the God that knows the direction. He knows the best path. He knows the obstacles. He knows where the road construction is, so to speak, in, in, the, in the paths of life. God knows all these things. He knows these things and he would guide us with his eye, with his mental and spiritual faculties, which means this. Basically, then there's just two ways to do anything. There's God's way and then there's any other way. Y'all need to get that. There's two ways to do anything. God's way and in any other way. I, I recommend we choose, we choose God's way and, and let him guide us in this. His vantage point is better than our vantage point. Uh, the scripture says that his ways and thoughts, as far as the heavens are above the earth, his ways and thoughts are that high above our thoughts and ways. He can see better. He has the, the vantage point to see all the things. And he's the one that's, that's, that should be worthy of our attention and our commitment. He's the one who can guide us through this life. Here's where the problem starts. We think we know better than God. Now, I know you, you wouldn't say that. You would go, well, listen, I know he's God, but he's old. No, no, he's timeless. Uh, well, that's not real relevant in our modern hip world. Yeah, good luck with that one. Uh, we would never say, uh, I know more, I know better than God. We never say that, but we say it all the time, and we do it all the time. And we do it in ways like this. Well, I know the Bible said that. And I, know I, I know Pastor Tim preached that and told us what God said in his word. And, his, and I know this and I know that. But you've got to know my situation. You know, and, and can I tell you who the inventor of the but was? And I, do, you, do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. I've got myself in trouble. The devil. I know the Lord said that but. And you will do well in life to stay on the right side of the the but. Always let God have the last word. Don't say, well, God said this and this and this. But, uh, no, you're going to end up in the wrong place. I feel this. I think this. I see this. My friend said this. But God said this. And so one of the things where problems happen is then we somehow think that we know more than God. Or another thing that we do, I've done it. Children of Israel done it. You've done it. We forget God. We love God, we're committed to him, but we, we somehow in our busyness or distraction, or what, we forget God. We forget to factor in, oh, I, I didn't ask God. And, and we get into problems that way. And here's another area of problem, and I want to address this for a few moments. And it's seeking guidance from the wrong places. Seeking guidance from the wrong places. And can I tell you, there's plenty of offers out there. And we've got to make sure that we're getting our guidance from the right place. Second Chronicles talks about a man named Asa. And it said that Asa was diseased in him. And his malady was severe. And it says this real clear. And it says, but Asa did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. And he died. It says he rested with his fathers. He died. Now, hear me real clear on this, okay? We believe... That God uses doctors and medicine. Amen. I believe fully that all healing is from God. Whether he does something miraculous just with his touch or through the wisdom that he has given mankind of 
medical wisdom to help us to manage symptoms to to whatever I believe that all healing is from is from God so we're not this verse I've heard people say that means you shouldn't go to a doctor yeah and you're going to end up like Asa okay and but here's the deal you need to seek God first maybe Asa's deal was he didn't seek God first and got the wrong doctor you know but Here's the thing. He did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. And when you try to get your help from the wrong place or in the wrong order, you're going to end up getting the wrong help. Amen. And so we've got to go to God. God is, is our guide. Get our guidance from God. Y'all, y'all with me on this? We've got to be careful that we don't seek guidance from the wrong places. This is not a house of condemnation. It's not a house of shame, but I got to talk to you about a couple things here that I have to be honest. I'm surprised when I find out that believers are seeking guidance from some of these things and they're all over our culture and we've got to be more discerning about this. And my job as a pastor, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus is to come and to speak for him and to say some things real clear to you from the word. And it's because God loves you on this. So I want to caution you regarding counterfeits for guidance. We are by scripture to renounce them, to abandon them, and to avoid them. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11, it says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. So here we go again. I don't want anybody to feel bad. I just want you to respond to scripture, okay? Here's some of the counterfeits. Uh, when I was coming up, you'd always see this about this time of year on the National Enquirer at the grocery store. Gene Dixon was going to predict the future. Miss Cleo, the Long Island medium. A guy named John Edward. He has a television show called Crossing Over. He talks to the dead. Astrology. Horoscope. But I'm a Gemini. Well, tomorrow I'm a Seminole. I just want to say, say that one real, real quick. Horoscope, fortune tellers, tea leaves, palm readers, tarot cards, seances. There's an extraordinary emphasis right now in our culture, even down to our children on the paranormal. And listen to me. When you do this, you're consulting a power. You're consulting a power apart from God. And when you consult a power apart from the Lord God, and he's going to be real clear in some scriptures I'll show you in a moment. When you consult a power apart from the Lord God, first of all, you violate the first commandment. You're not to seek that guidance or power or help from anybody other than the Lord your God. And again, please hear me, church. There's no condemnation. There's no shame in this. It's just scripture tells you you've got to abandon that. Got to renounce that. You've got to avoid that in your life. But I just, I just do it for fun. It's just something I've kind of done. And let me tell you what else it is. It's playing with fire. It's juggling knives. And further, it's forbidden. It's forbidden. Let's, let's look real quick. Deuteronomy 18, verse 14. The nations you are about to displace consult sorcerers and fortune tellers. But the Lord your God, notice he, 
he names himself strong terms. The Lord, your God, the Lord, your God forbids you to do such things. It's forbidden. Why is it forbidden? Because of this next verse also. Leviticus 19.31. Do not defile yourselves by turning to mediums and to those who consult the spirits of the dead. Look how he IDs himself again. I am the Lord your God. I'm the Lord your God. Listen, he forbids it. And here's, there's numerous reasons why he forbid it. But here's one that he points out. Are you still with me this morning? Don't get mad at me. I'm trying to help you folks. One of the reasons he forbids it is because it will defile you. It will make you unclean. It will mess you up. And here's the other thing. It will open you up. And you need not flirt or fellowship with the dark edges of the spiritual realm. And like it or not, there is a spiritual realm. There is light and dark in that spiritual realm. And you're to stay close to the Lord your God. I don't need to come over here and play around and flirt around with these things and, and maybe get a little, you know, excited about that. Or, Can you believe that? My fortune cookie said that. And that is what happened. So, and, and, and I'll give it to you, many are fake. There's a lot of fakery out there. And that's... That's because of where it all comes from. A lot of fakery. You don't read in the paper. Psychic wins lottery. Did y'all get that? Okay, you don't read that. But there are some things out there that are incredibly accurate. And it's because they're out of the spiritual realm and are able to see and know some things. But it's from the wrong side. It's from the wrong side. And it's. It's evil. And you and God is saying, stay, stay away. Well, I, it's, it's harmless. No, it is not harmless. I've done it for years. It is not harmless. It's forbidden. And God does not want it in your life. And the other thing is, he's a jealous God. Not insecure, but jealous. He said, I am the Lord your God. Nobody else. And if life is really going to work for you, you're best to stay real close with him. And let him guide you. And he's got the answer for everything that you need. Yeah, but I want to know, and I want to know, and I want to know. Well, I'm going to tell you something. There's some things that God said, I love you so much, I don't want you to know yet. You'll go mess it up. You'll go mess it up. And you need to just stay close with the Lord your God. Is anybody with me this morning? It's expressly forbidden because of God's love for you. And because he's more than able to be all that you need. Acts chapter 16 In verse 16, it says, now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. Everybody say truth. And this she did for many days, but Paul greatly annoyed turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. In the Greek, it actually means in that instant, in that moment, came out out of her. Because the name of Jesus is stronger. So get a couple of things here. This slave girl had a spirit of divination. means she was able to predict the future. In the Greek, it has to do with the word pythonis. It's a demonic python 
spirit. That would actually the person possessed by that spirit, and I've seen some video of this, uh, person possessed by the spirit, and don't go try to Google and, I want to see a video of this. Um, person possessed by that spirit included in the meaning of that is ventriloquist. Not that, you know, puppets and stuff, that's not necessarily evil. Are you, are you, are y'all with me here? And it means that they would speak involuntarily by whatever spirit or quote God was behind that. And so the slave girl with the spirit of divination would speak involuntarily this voice would come out and she would predict the future. And this is the thing you need to know. It says that she brought her master's much profit. What does that mean? It means a lot of money they made. What, what does that mean? It means there was an incredible demand. People wanting to know what to do. Incredible demand. What, what about the future? People want and need guidance. But we've got to get our guidance from God. And Paul was greatly annoyed because here she is, quote, a God speaking through her. And she says a truth. These are the servants of the most high God. And they show you the way of salvation, which is all truth. But Paul was greatly annoyed because I think of this. He didn't want anybody to confuse her deal with what they were doing. And that, quote, God that you're speaking out of is not connected with the God, the most high God that we serve. So in the authority of Jesus' name to show who's, who's boss here, he commanded, just quickly, commanded in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And it says it came out in that instant. Now, I think this is graphic and, and needful for us to see here. That we just don't mess with those things. Well, this was real accurate. I saw the guy on TV and he said that. And the person said, that's my whole life. That's so true. Yeah, but you, you don't need it from the dark side. You don't want it from there. Because then one thing's going to lead to another. You need the Lord your God. And the Lord your God is all that you need. He's all that you need. Every day, every problem, every situation, whatever it would be. It's the Lord your God. And the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And your steps are ordered of the Lord. He busies himself with your every step. And though you fall, you're not going to be cast down. The other day we were with my son Lee and his wife Katie and their little kids and and Cora, my my grandbaby. She's seven months old. I call her Butter. And she had on like these little boots. She's seven months. She can't walk yet. But she's all glammed out and she had these like Uggs on. And so I just kind of held her up. My son Gabe and I were just kind of holding her up a little bit like she's standing. See what she looked like in her boots. And then like moved her a little bit, you know, to get her walking. But she can't walk yet. And then took one step too far, you know, and kind of, you know, her leg and everything. Just kind of pull her up and everything. But we weren't about to let her fall. And we're like butter. And our God holds us up and he orders our steps and we might stumble a little bit, but he's not going to let you fall. Let him be your guide. God will guide us, but we've got to seek him and we've got to expect that he will guide us and he will help us and commit our way to him. Over the next few weeks, we're going to learn more and more about how God guides us, how he leads us through his word, through his spirit, through his ministers, through his people, through his peace, through circumstances. 
And I want us all, and we're going to do it in just a moment, we're going to commit our way. We're going to commit 2014. We're going to commit our lives. We're going to renounce and abandon that other forms of, you know, and some of y'all, and I just feel this by the Spirit too, some of y'all have some people in your life that hold too big a place in your life, and they're not giving you information and encouragement from God. It's not coming from light. And you love them, but I'm telling you, you, you don't have to follow everything that they say. And they go, oh, good, that's my mom and dad. No, no, don't, don't confuse We're going to commit our way, our year, our path, our projects, our problems, our questions to God. And seek God. And make requests of God. And ask God to help you. And then I want you to do this. I want you to live and walk just as if you're living and walking. With the all-knowing, all-powerful God who's able to be everywhere present at once. The most high, only wise God who can declare the end from the beginning. The one who is the eternal creator and redeemer. I am walking and talking with him. And you are walking and talking with him. And when you do that and when you commit your way to him and say, you are the Lord my God and I serve no other. And you're my guide for everything that will come in this year. Be it a storm or be it something incredibly wonderful. I'm going to stay right next to you. And if you do that, God will guide you. Listen to me. God will will guide you. He said, I will guide you with my eye, with all the spiritual mental faculties of the almighty God. I will guide you. And if God will guide you, and if you'll stay close to him, he'll get you there. I said, he'll get you there. And you'll look like something when you get there too. Amen. Let me read you one more verse. And then we're going to close this out in prayer this morning. Second Chronicles 26, five, it says, Uzziah sought God during the days of Zechariah who taught him to fear God. And as long as, everybody say as long as, as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. And folks, this is where the real deal in following God comes. When we submit our free will and our choices to the Lord, our God, who knows and sees all and submit to him. I'm telling you that's where the greatest joy, the greatest progress the greatest confidence, the greatest fruit in your life will be. And we'll look at that more in the weeks to come. The Lord, our God, he's all the guide that we need. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this today?